You're like a baby. Retrieve. Abner's like, that ain't right. Let me, <laughs> let me fix it for you, girl. It's bad. Don't do it. Do. Hi. Welcome to our podcast, Round Here. Uh, we will be discussing... Different spooky things from around this area in which we live in. The Brazoria County area of Texas. My name is Brandy. I'm the mom. I'm Lily. I'm the youngest, cutest one. I'm Elora. I'm the eldest one. Okay. Okay. What are we talking about? We are talking about Abner Jackson, the... The, the Abner Jackson Plantation. The Lake Jackson Plantation. Alright. Yay! First, let's talk about Abner Jackson. He is. Alright, Abner Jackson was born around 1810. And, um, he moved... Oh, he was born in Virginia around 1810. He moved to South Carolina at around 20 years old, where he met James Hamilton Jr., a... South Carolina's 53rd governor. Um, he's also the namesake of Hamilton County in Texas. Um, Jackson and Hamilton became associates in the planting operations, like agriculture, basically. Mm-hmm. But mainly cotton. Well, mainly sh- sugar, cotton and sugar. In around 1840, Abner and his wife, Margaret... And their five children and many enslaved people came to Brazoria County. Um, Margaret Strobel was a widow with one son, Louis M. Strobel. So he had five uh, bio kids and then one step kid. Mm. And the five five kids that they had were... John C., George W., John Cena. <laughs> Andrew, and Abner Jr., and daughter, I I looked up how to say this, but I can't really remember. It's like Arseneth, Ar- Arseneth, 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 I think is it, Arsenoth. who was later nicknamed Lady of the Lake. Ooh. Like the dead girl? <laughs> No, just because she There's a was... lot of lake ladies, okay? Well, I mean, it's lake... Uh, it's also... I also read that he had children with his mistress, Rosa, Whoa. of Native American and Black ancestry. But I didn't find any names on those children or how many. Yeah, Hamilton and Jackson, along with their families, moved to Brazoria County after a decrease in their business in South Carolina. Uh, it was said that Hamilton, not Hamilton, Abner Jackson, um, spared no expense on anything, including education for his children, which included, strangely enough, for this time period, his daughter. He, like, sent her off to school, and she got the best of whatever education, which a lot of people at the time told him was sort of pointless, because she was female. Mm -hmm. But they can't learn. And kind of funny enough, she was like the one that lived the longest. (laughs) But anyway, um, okay, so they came to Brazoria County. They built their first plantation called Retrieve. 
It dealt mainly in um, sugar and cotton. They bought more land for a second plantation, a palatial home called Lake Place, um, later known as Lake Jackson Plantation. Usually over time a name is shortened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nestled in an oxbow lake, the bend of an oxbow lake, between Brazoria River and, no, the Brazos River. Duh. Between the Brazos River and Oyster Creek. Um, it was said to be an elegant complex. Oh, elegant. First made from wood, then converted, no, this is the retrieve. What? Retrieve? Yeah. Uh. I think, I think the retrieve, anyway, um, <laughs> was made uh, of wood, then converted, then they converted every building, like every, the sawmill and the uh, sugar mill and all the buildings are, that they had around, they converted to brick buildings and then they stuccoed with cement and basically made all the buildings look like it was a solid rock. Yo. It was 12 rooms, two stories, and uh, made an I shape, like the letter I, not an eyeball. Intriguing. It had mm. six galleries. Do you know what galleries are? No. For so, art. Yeah, big open rooms. Oh, then I know with what that was. Display items to show how rich they were. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but it, there were six um, galleries and large brick pillars the entire length of the galleries. So they were so big that they had like huge pillars holding up the ceilings. Um, when it was all said and done and all built, it was worth uh, $25,000 then, which $748,500 now. Which, <laughs> which is not... Doesn't really... See, yeah, it's not that palatial. You would think it'd be like in the millions and such. Yeah. yeah, especially with the history behind the place. But, you know, ghosts do a lot to the price. <laughs> he bought the best of machinery for the sugar mill um, they had fine orchards and gardens they created an artificial island um, in the lake by 1815 the plantation had grown to 3,744 acres with his partner James Hamilton he produced lots and lots of sugar that's that's how I wrote it down. Lots and lots of sugar. <laughs> I'm sure there was a number, but I didn't. I was like, eh. How much? Lots and lots. 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 <laughs> At the sugar mill on uh, both the plantation and Retrieve. That was their their main focus, but they did actually make, produce cotton as well. Um, in 1857, Margaret died. And Abner Jackson asked his kids not to claim their inheritance. So he could expand the land even more. Uh, In 1857, Jackson... Um, sorry, what? That's mean. Well, in turn, leave more at the end. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't? No, he, like, left... I'll get there. Okay. I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> we forget, he was not a nice guy. Well, I didn't really read a lot he about the him. <laughs> I didn't really read a lot about him specifically not being nice. It's John, his son, that we'll get to. That was not a, a pleasant fellow. I mean, he, he did own a 
stuffing ton in slate. He kept many, many enslaved people. Well, you can't own people, even if they said that you owned them. You can't own a person. Yeah. Just because that was their, you know, thought of of how people were. You can't own people. It's bad. Don't do it. Uh, in 1857, Jackson purchased the Darrington Plantation for $116,200, which was the equivalent of nearly $4 million. I'm not going to say the full number, but nearly $4 million. He upgraded the sugar mill with the first steam engine to be used in a sugar mill in this In 1860, the census takers... Listed Jackson, Abner Jackson, as having 285 enslaved people on his property, which was the second largest, quote, slave owner in the state. Who's the first? I, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I didn't care. In 1861, Abner Jackson died. Deeply in debt. And that's it. That's the end. Thank that's you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you. I'm I'm looking at both of both books of notes, so I can figure out where you're that, I am. She has two notebooks. Two. Okay, so <laughs> neither. Wait, did I say he died? Yeah, Abner Jackson died. Um, passed away. And then three days later, he, he came back from the grave. I don't know what he died of. I think it was like a heart attack or something. Being in that time frame, could have been anything. <laughs> He got haunted to death. Um, his eldest son, John C. Jackson, tried to keep the estate from the third son, George, after George returned from fighting in the Civil War. Uh, um, apparently, they, neither one of them left a will specifically stating what was to happen to the estate, who it was supposed to go to. I would think that it would go to the oldest but this isn't like England where things were entailed and automatically passed down to the, you know, the firstborn or the nearest heir. The it goes to the person who spoke loudest about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um. Okay. So, yeah. George tried to get his... Basically, his share of the property. He didn't want to... I don't think he wanted to take it all. He just wanted part of it because family legacy and all. And um, there's actually a, a, a report, a police report, that John knocked George down and publicly thrashed him with a riding whip. Uh, ooh. So, in 1867, they went to court in September, and the court ordered control of this, the estate to go to George. By December of that same year, George had killed John during oh. a conf- confrontation at the Lake Jackson plantation. Oh, wait, isn't that where they, I remember, like, there was, like, a picture or something, and they were, like, and they had their guns pointed at each other. Uh, yeah, but there are, um, there was one person, supposedly, that was there, a cousin, or a step-cousin, or a step-nephew, or something, who said that, um, I think he said that George shot John in the chest because he was 
afraid of his for his life because John was very violent and um, that he was acting in self-defense. So I got mixed up. Is John the jerk or is George the jerk? John the jerk. George is... The older brother who came back from war? George is the younger. The, he's the third son who came back from war. The other two sons died in the war. Mm. Uh-huh. I don't know what... I don't know what happened to the stepson. He, I, he probably just was off doing his own thing. He's like, I'm not actually related to you. <laughs> um. Okay, so there are two versions of what happened. One is um, John was standing on the landing about to enter the house, and George shot him, and his body supposedly like bumped each step on the way down. Um, there's another version that says that the brothers were standing near the lake and George shot him in the chest, then chopped off his head, which rolled into the lake, into the lake, uh, and his head was never found. That's the part, that's the story that I heard. Yeah. And that's oh, the, the head. Yeah, he's forever looking for his head. Yeah, um, but I also read that in a couple of things that George didn't plead self-defense. He pled not guilty. He, so he didn't even say that he did it on... Yeah, he didn't he didn't even say that he was trying to defend himself or anything like that. He just said not guilty and I don't know it. And um guilty. but he wasn't prosecuted, so it doesn't really matter. It's like they just were like, Oh, okay. And I don't I don't know if it was because John was known to be I wrote I wrote it down somewhere. He was known to be a very violent person. Well, that probably means he didn't have too many fans. Hmm. Yeah. So they're all like, so oh, they're like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe things will work a little bit smoother now that he's gone, and maybe those people will be treated a little bit better if they hadn't already left. I thought I wrote it down where it, I, I had like a talking about the kind of stuff that John did. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just. I was just gonna say I'm sorry. I ate it. <laughs> It's just gonna be a joke, but he started talking, so it didn't really work. Okay, here it is. Oh, I said put F one. I, <laughs> I, I made all of these notes, <laughs> and then I went back in the places that I found other things to insert. I okay, the three A's: Arsenoth, Andrew, and Abner Jr. Um, there's not a lot said about them. George was a reckless gambler. He never married. Um, on record, he was charged with gambling in public. I guess it was illegal to gamble. Kinda makes a little public. bit of sense that uh, John didn't want to give him the land then, if he was a reckless gambler. Because he just yeah. gambled it away. Yeah, and the estate was already really in in trouble and debt, and John was doing all he could to, from what I read, was doing basically all he could to. Uh, to get it under control, and mm-hmm. when they got a little bit of money, he would pay off the debts. Anyway, anytime he was uh, charged with gambling in public, he always pled guilty and paid his fines and promised to behave. Mm-hmm. But well, see how good that worked out for him? John was said to be, quote, a vicious slave master and mm. a gunslinging thief. Oh. And records show, like, legitimate... Police records show that he was indicted for the murder of an enslaved person. It's really good that they did that. Like, and uh, for threatening to kill another. 
and he was also charged with stealing, assault, and gambling, and whipping George. The guy's oh, so criminal. Clearly, a violent person, like on record. And all the the yeah. the things that they show of George, he was just you know he was having fun. He had some gambling and, uh, issues. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's get back to... I do. Okay, so... George... Uh, George died of tuberculosis in November 1871 in Galveston. That's an island! So, a WM... I don't know if that's, like, short for William or if that's... Uh, I don't know what that's short for. William, but WMJW Masterson became or was the executor of the estate... He attempted to hold it together and, like, pay off debts and stuff, but ended up selling it off piece by piece, selling the land and the plantation and the bits and pieces off piece by piece to pay the debts. Um, It changed hands a couple of times, landing finally with A.J. Ward and E.D. Dewey. It uh, became the Texas Department of Corrections Farms. Girls. (laughs) <laughs> you're like you a little it. child what do you're you like a baby fidgeting with things subscribe <laughs> okay um the state okay in 1871 the state leased prisoners to ward okay like like they had this this the prison systems the state had these <sighs> probably still does i don't know um the system where they would basically it says lease, but probably sell prisoners to work at places like plantations and stuff like that to, yeah, basically replacement slave labor. Because um, they couldn't just pay people. Yeah, they um, they leased the prisoners out for like a 15-year period. Um, in 1874, an inspection of the plantation found many prisoners to be ill. And without medical care, several were severely beaten on their backs, not fed, uh, not fed well, not changed. They haven't changed, hadn't changed their clothes for like 10 months. And this is the uh, indentured No, 10 weeks. This is the prisoners that were working at the, at New Jackson Plantation? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought got lost. Some couldn't cover their extremities with the clothes that they had. So, like, their arms and legs were bare, no matter the weather. Some Mm. slept on bare mattresses without cover. Um, A guard had been using his credit, using basically his own funds, to get food for the convicts. Mm. Kudos to that guard. Yeah. In 1876, G... (laughs) J.T. Gaines, state prisoner inspector, made his rounds and reported three convicts had died at the Lake Jackson Plantation Farms convict place. One while being punished in the stocks, one while escaping, and one of natural causes. In 1900, the Lake Jackson Sugar Company took over the land containing... Uh, took over the land that contained the sugar mill um, that was operated... Oh, wait. (laughs) Okay. In 1900, the Lake Jackson Sugar Company took over the land that contained the sugar mill 
and the sugar mill operated for a short time more after that, and then it shut down. And also in 1900, the hurricane, the hurricane, the the hurricane, um, the one that like destroyed came, Galveston. I don't know. Came through and basically destroyed the house and mill, and everything ceased to operate. So a lot of the land that was the plantation was the like the retrieve and the Lake Jackson plantation is now just part of Lake Jackson. Like the streets. Yeah, like the buildings. The, the cemetery over by the Brazos Mall, like whenever they were you know about that, right? The slave cemetery? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there that? that's it's really pretty. Um from what I read, the slaves that were um uh, buried there were part of the plantation. Anyway. Um, yeah, I knew about that because we talked about it in a class one time. I don't know why. Nobody knew about it until they tried to put that hotel there. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wait, did people are buried here. Yeah. Okay. Now only four acres stand as a historic site operated by the Lake Jackson Historical Association. Let's get to the ghosts! Oh, ghosts! Okay. Uh, the ghost story section. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, sometime before January 18th, 1848, a fatal crushing accident involving an enslaved person at the Lake Place Sugar Mill uh, started a story about the vengeful ghost of the Lake Jackson Place Sugar Mill. I could not find any actual stories. All I read was a like a newspaper article thing that said that there was a vengeful ghost. I couldn't find any actual stories about the vengeful ghost. That's so, lame. So I don't know. I don't know where that actually comes from. But, Some story um, lost. Sorry. There are claims of hearing thumping as well as. Uh, okay. A oh a dripping noise. Okay. Bloop, okay. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> there are claims of hearing thumps as well as. Quote. A soft plopping noise like raindrops pattering against a windpane. End quote. Supposedly there's a bare spot uh, of land where nothing Blood. will grow. And that's supposed to be where uh, John died. Uh, the dirt is supposedly the color of dried blood. Hmm. Might just be the clay that uh, yeah. lives in the area. <laughs> Supposedly, again, supposedly, supposedly, facing the lake supposedly. with your back to the house, you hear a distinct sound of thudding 15 times as if a head is rolling down a set of brick and plaster stairs after thudding. Oh, after the thudding stops, there's, there's supposed to be a sound of dripping, That's like blood? his blood. But blood doesn't. Just make noise. Well, I thought the story was that he his head was cut off near the lake, not at the top of the stairs. It goes 
Well, I heard. That's the thing. Was, uh, that at the top of the stairs, the guy took his sword. See, that's the thing. Is there are like five hundred different stories, mm. but the actual factual bit is that he shot him in the chest. He died. There's no mention at all about any decapitation. That there's sounds no way too much like a dramatization. Yeah, there's no mention in the the actual factual records. Actual factual. Actual factual. <laughs> the actual factual records of any beheading happening at all. I mean, you know, they don't say if he was buried without his head, you'd think that that would be something would be no, super no noted. Yeah. Records of decapitation. He was buried without his head. The head was never found. Where is um, my <laughs> There's a <laughs> supposedly there's supposed to be a sound of wading in the water, calling out for his lost head. Reports of this have lasted for sixty years. Sixty. How's he calling for his head? He it ain't got no head. <laughs> Maybe his gone. voice box is still intact. His physical head is gone, but not his ghost head. His ghost you gotta head think is... about that. Okay. He's like he's looking for his physical head because it's pickled in a lake somewhere. <laughs> Didn't know it was fish food a long time ago. My head, because <laughs> he's saying with his voice box. Oh, so he's just walking around with one of those like voice boxes going my head, my. He's head. got one of those creepy. <laughs> Saying. He's just he's just no hen, so he's just like <laughs> <laughs> gurgle, gurgle. This probably right, really this is insensitive <laughs> because there are still. This was supposed to be the good guy. Yeah. No, this is a bad guy. We can. It is a bad him. guy. There's still. He was the one who mistreated his people, so we can make fun of his little ghost gargling around a lake if we want to. Well, there still are, like, family members, like, distant family members that are in, that live in the area that... I'm sure... Ted Nobody Bundy... is gonna hear this, I'm sure, but... <laughs> I'm sure Ted Bundy still has living relatives, too. Yeah, he does. I mean, that's a very different scenarios, but still, he was an awful person. And... We're not talking about Ted Bundy. He's not local. No, he's not. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank God. Um, houses built on the former plantation grounds have reported strange goings on from noises in the houses to whole rooms being rearranged. What? They're Poultry like... Poultry guys. Um... Poultry guys. You got, you got the chairs in the his wrong passion spot there. Was really, uh, Interior design. Yeah, home decorating. Uh, okay. Your feng shui will be a lot better now. There is a story about a little girl who woke up to find a woman staring into her two-story window. Bedroom window. How do they do that? Hello. A ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are stories about being able to hear... Uh, enslaved people's ghosts uh, singing spirituals in the woods while they're working. Mm -mm. 
That would suck to die and then like come back as a ghost and be eternally doing... stuck doing the thing you died doing. Yeah, this is awful. So, I mean, I guess you know this. Maybe like see, hearing them sing the spirituals, like the 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 well, songs. That's probably more that like... could be that that found they gave them some peace. So maybe it's just an echo of that. Yeah, it's just an echo of that moment. Yeah. Okay, uh, the three convicts have been seen, um, but they seem to stick together. I couldn't find anything else about that. They just, three convicts seem to stick together. Who's three convicts? The, the three convicts oh, the that dead were ones. killed. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, let's go, buddies. There's a recorded report of a man named Jim. That's Ooh. all, just Jim. Jim. An old man named Jim he, that stayed all night inside the mansion grounds and witnessed objects being thrown around the room. And he stayed anyway. Jim's a crazy old man. Uh, so old, old, old Jim. There was one story that said that George only stayed a little while in the house. Pardon me. Ended up running out, screaming that something was trying to kill him in his sleep. Hmm. His dad. Or, or his brother. brother. There's also um, stories of a large white bird resembling a hawk. Perched on the foundation of the old house, larger than a normal bird, and will swoop at anyone who tries to enter the mansion grounds. It's Sunny Pedro. Sunny <laughs> <laughs> Pedro. Sunny <laughs> Pedro. Sunny Pedro. <laughs> was an owl that your dad and your siblings used to see you whenever they would like. We Come would and go pick to her the... up from the theater. Yeah, they whenever I was. Like, doing plays at the college or whatever, they would... During one specific one, I think, they saw an owl sitting up there and named it Sonny Pedro. It was on the the power line right in front of the college's entrance. He'd always just be every night sitting up there watching us. Sonny Pedro. He's like my children. <laughs> All right. Look at those little ants down there. So, that is the... Mixed information of the Lake Jackson plantation. I asked for stories. Me too. And nobody sent any. So I was hoping to be able to add a little bit more to this. Add some, like, first-hand accounts. Are we done with this or y'all got some insight you can put in? Um. Where is my fall? Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so we're apologize. Meh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so things are still a little choppy and we are still learning. But thank you for joining us for the ride. If you enjoy listening to us be silly and chat about silly things, then please subscribe and follow and leave us a comment. But again, We are new, so please be kind. Thank you.